0: What I loved about CrossFit, I come from year it's just a background of uh, insecurity and bullying growing up and like self-image problems, like being a very athletic mm-hmm. girl. That to be a part of a new a community that didn't see me as a mistake or you know not feminine or not a woman or not girly, like all these things. Um, they didn't seem they didn't they didn't look at me like that mm-hmm. you know it's completely different
1: Welcome to Persister with Candice Lowry. I am Candice Lowry. What is a persister? A persister is a little play on words of, nevertheless she persisted, but also a woman who has truly broken through that glass ceiling and has really forged a path and a name for herself in whatever business she's in. Persister with Candice Lowry is a CastBox original produced alongside Studio 71. CastBox is the fastest growing, highest rated podcast app on both both iOS and Android, where you can find all of your favorite podcasts. You can listen to Persister with Candice Lowry wherever you get your podcasts, but I hope you'll give CastBox a shot because I think it's the best. All right, everybody, welcome back to Persister with Candice Lowry. I am Candace Lowry, and today I'm so excited to have Brooke Entz on. Let's just go through a couple things that you've established in life. You have a clothing line that sold out in 24 hours,
0: right? Yes, the first launch. Yeah, and um, you competed in the CrossFit Games f- how many times? Um, one time, 2015, I w- I, I, my rookie year, I had two rookie wins, um, won two events. I won my region that year, and then I went on to film Wonder Woman, The Justice League in 2016. I had a spinal <laughs> fusion in 2017. Oh. Um, with that, made it back to regionals uh, 2018, and I'm now currently, uh, you know, recovering some other parts of my body that are a little bit beat up, and um, and I'm a, uh, you know, very motivated with my being an entrepreneur and starting businesses, but also. Listening to my doctor, listening to my body, mm-hmm. and training to get back to a competitive level. Yeah. A competitive level that I want. Yeah. You a know? comfortable. <laughs> I, could go, I could definitely go and find a competition right now to do, but uh, not at the level that I, w- I want to be at. And now
1: you've started a podcast, Between the Reps. Yeah, With Gina, who's here. Hiding.
2: She is hiding.
1: <laughs> um, well, I am very excited to ask you a ton of questions that range from CrossFit to just being an entrepreneur in general, um, and really, you know, fighting through some of those stereotypes of being a woman and everything like that. But um, every time I have someone on, I mm-hmm. ask them just an icebreaker question, okay. and I feel like this is a good one for you. And I'm very much into trying diets, you know, exposing some diets. And so my question to you is, what do you think is the biggest
0: diet lie out there right now. Oh. I feel like there's just so many. Yeah. But even with that answer, <laughs> like even with that answer, mm-hmm. there <laughs> something works for everybody. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, there are things that are going to work for some people and and for sure not work for other people. Um and that's why it's so important to I think focus on your goals mm-hmm. and then also then look at things of like your your health and find what's going to work best for you. Cause some people have dietary restric- restrictions, mm. but I don't necessarily, you know, I, maybe let's say one thing, like good fat mm-hmm. doesn't mean you should eat all of it. Yeah, exactly. You know, people assume that, Oh, good fats, good fats. And insulin. <laughs> yeah. Fat packs a punch. And if you're trying to maintain, lose you know, mm-hmm. weight, um, that's gonna make it very, very difficult. Uh, some people are outliers though. I know athletes, mostly athletes, right? So athletes that are like um, maybe endurance athletes mm-hmm. or you're just an outlier and your body functions better by fueling itself with fat over carbohydrates. you probably can eat all the good fats because mm-hmm. that's how your body' is functioning. but you that is not the majority. And what we need to look at, like for me and like FM, being a coach or being in a gym, is we look at, you know, across a big board of a lot of people, mm-hmm. you know, we look at rules of thumbs and, and ways to approach diets. And it's never really to focus on overdoing anything. Like too much of anything is not good for you. Right, right. Yeah, just like too much protein. Why not a good idea? Too many carbohydrates. Not a good idea. I would love that, you know. though. <laughs> I know, it. Carbs. Carbs are the enemy. Carbs only. <laughs> and then you have um, performance athletes that typically uh, function better with a higher carb, mm-hmm. low fat diet. Mm-hmm. But again, there are people that are opposite.
1: Yeah, They're- and I feel like sometimes, especially young girls, like don't realize that sometimes, especially when they have like this flat tummy tea and stuff that oh comes gosh. out. And it's like it's frustrating that people try to like starve themselves and focus on that when like the when I started losing weight and getting
0: fit, I was eating more. Yep. You know? Because and, your body if you're constantly if you're constantly like in starvation mode, um, unless that's something that I guess you would be really, you'd maintain for a very long time. I guess you, I mean, it's not healthy, but you may lose weight. Mm-hmm. But if your body's in starvation mode, it doesn't want to die. So mm-hmm. we're going to hang on to stuff. And especially if you don't have a consistent diet, your diet does not need to be constantly varied like your mm-hmm. training does. It needs consistency. Mm. And the amount of protein, fat, and carb you should be in. in Digest or sorry, intaking or or eating needs to depend on your weight, your age, your goal, what kind of performance are you wor- are you eating for? Mm-hmm. Are you eating to maintain? Or uh, how you know? Are you sedentary? Do you sit at work all day? Are you active? I mean, typically, like when I'm talking to someone about their diet, uh, I'm going to look at their age. If you're older, mm-hmm. automatically, based on you know a lot of people um, weep we can maintain a leaner mass by eating a lower carbohydrate mm. diet and actually kind of fueling more with fat mm. but even then you need to have your fat within reason that doesn't mean you eat fat till you're full mm-hmm. you know right I just <laughs> so live off you, avocados yeah <laughs> they are delicious but so um, like within reason
1: so i want to talk about how you know you got to this point of being just so educated and knowledgeable about not only fitness, but nutrition. And you started out as a gymnast and dancer. So
0: what got you to the point of getting into CrossFit? Um, From a very young age, I played, I wanted to do everything. I played all the sports. I was very athletic. Um, All my siblings are athletes, my parents. And I was a modern dance major at the University of Utah. When I was younger, I I did gymnastics. I was on the swim team. I played softball. And uh, there was many other things I wanted to do, but I didn't have time for. Like, I wanted to do karate. Mm-hmm. I wanted to barrel race. Yeah. I'm, I definitely come from a uh, country family. Yeah. <laughs> and I always was active. Mm-hmm. And then I always was physically, like, uh, muscular mm-hmm. built, right? And I just had an opportunity. I was asked to audition for um, La Rev, which is like a Cirque du Soleil show in Vegas. Mm-hmm. And there were things I would need to do that I hadn't really ever done like rope climbs and some different things on the rings. And I hadn't done that. And so a friend of mine actually mentioned, you know, there's this new gym. It's called uh, Dixie CrossFit. It's in St. George, Utah. I'm from Southern Utah. And I think they could probably help you, like, Mm. you know, with some of those things. And I went in there and it totally kicked my butt. And what I loved about it is prior to that, I had been doing more of, like, your conventional training. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, bodybuilding. And just like to train, because I was a full-time student at the University of Utah as a dance major. But what I loved about CrossFit was not only do I look athletic and fit, Mm -hmm. I perform. Mm -hmm. You know, you like got like the performance to back it. And I liked that. And I loved that um, you put in the work and you did well because you put in the work and it wasn't a line of judges deciding like what was better that year. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It had nothing to do it, and it did not matter about your appearance. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter what you look like. Mm-hmm. It mattered how you performed, you know. And I come from year, just a background of uh, insecurity and bullying growing up and like self-image problems, like being a very athletic mm-hmm. girl, that to be a part of a new a community that didn't see me as a mistake or, you know, not feminine or not a woman or not girly like all these things. Um, they didn't seem they didn't they didn't look at me like that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's completely different. And and I and I knew I fell in love with it right mm-hmm. away. Um, and it, kind of the rest is history. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because and here I am. Yeah.
1: And you said something interesting about like growing up when. You kind of don't look like all the other typical girls. And I know I, growing up, was very athletic, sporty, never was that like thin girl who could live off Lunchables and be, you know, super skinny. And that kind of really hit me hard growing up. So, you know, when you were faced with that or when
0: you see girls that are kind of going through that oh, right I get, now, I get messages. Oh, you do? Tons. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I talk to a lot of teen girls every time every mm-hmm. event I go to. I have coaches that bring the girls up, and we talk, and we, uh, you know, it's tough. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, like Gina's daughter, she's in, she's seventeen. And when I was growing up, people are ruthless. Like kids are mean, mm-hmm. you know. But kids are, I feel like they're even more mean these yeah, days. You know? Social media and, too, and it's rough. It's it's hard when when you're trying to have a thick skin, and you already are struggling with your own negative self-talk. And so that, take, that takes a lot of effort to try and let that go or to like not have that. Mm-hmm. So when you're already dealing with that, but now you've got people verbally, either like kids nowadays, like and when I was young, at you. Mm-hmm. Like we didn't have Instagram. It yeah. was, people were just mean to your face and people are still mean to me or say, I hear people say, say things under their breath all the time. Um, but you've got that, mm-hmm. you know, it's very hard to mm-hmm. not get insecure or to not feel bad, and and it it's gonna last a long time. Like uh, just how much time, especially being in school. Mm-hmm. Think of all those years. Like you're if you and it's nobody's perfect anymore, and people right. can find something wrong with you constantly, and people get offended really easily. Oh these my god! Days. I know. But <laughs> it's the worst. With that said, like it's it's hard for kids and that's definitely something that i hope that i can do and i definitely try to do through you know being vulnerable and talking and um, being someone who you know is breaking the mold, the mold and mm-hmm. and can be someone that can you know help younger girls or older girls or you know women and, and boys i mean mm-hmm. feel better and and be more confident in in themselves and yeah. and committing to like be themselves Mm-hmm. and not let someone else, you know, decide, like, ba- basically make decisions for you. Right, right. Because they have not – whatever they say or whatever they do, it's not going to affect what you – like, what you have to do. Mm-hmm. But if you let it get to you, it'll change your course, you know.
1: Yeah, so. and so when you – I mean, even to this day, I still feel like even though things are changing, it seems – Like, sometimes even such fit women get these hate comments that are like, you shouldn't be muscular, you shouldn't look like that. So how do you kind of keep that negativity out?
0: It's been, for me, it's been years of, I've been through a couple rough years. Mm -hmm. And when things started to go south, like, um... We don't really need to get into it too much. But, you know, I went to the CrossFit Games in 2015, 2016. I got asked to audition for Wonder Woman. I did that. I almost didn't do it because I was really nervous that I would, like, let myself down, let my coaches down. And we decided, you know, I needed to do it. Mm. Uh, did that, came back, you know, I was injured at regionals. I had really bad tendonitis. I was not training and preparing the way everyone else was, but I still knew that I was fit and I was strong enough to still qualify. Well, I was one point out. I missed, a mm. missed qualification in 2016 by one point. And, um, I went dark on social media during the competition weekend. And I remember logging back in and this is the first moment where like, I, I really dealt with imposter syndrome. Mm. So just people making really, really awful, awful comments and not just, not just about my, my appearance anymore. It was about my performance. It was about uh, being a fluke and uh, that I never, it was a fluke that I won the regional the year before. It was a fluke that I went to the CrossFit Games and won two events. And I'm washed up. I'm never coming back. I mean, and just so many hurtful things and stuff that was so much worse than that. And I think I have naturally just blocked them out because mm-hmm. they're so bad. Mm-hmm. And I was a wreck. I mean, and that's, I mean, it was such an awful experience and like so, so sad. Mm -hmm. But I needed that to be where I am now. Mm -hmm. And that wasn't the rest of it. You know what I mean? Like I kind of dug myself out of a super dark hole and um, started preparing for 2017. I'm like, all right, this is my comeback year. I'm going to do it. Um, I'm going to show everyone that I, you know, I I went there because I was meant to, because I put in the work, Mm -hmm. you know, and then right before... And I was the strongest I had been and then right before um the open and the season started I ended up you know getting an MRI because I was having some really bad strength loss mm. and pain and I had let that go for a long time mm-hmm. um but I had an extremely herniated disc in C a, 6 a c6 c7 mm. and it was really bad my my spinal cord was super pinched in half um and my doctor said if you do not get it fixed it, there's no telling if it would want to try and herniate anymore and if it did you would have severe permanent damage and then there's crazy stuff like i was you know, i was getting my adjusted 4 days a week mm. Prior to this, yeah. So, you know? is
1: that common? I mean, it, are
0: injuries relatively common in CrossFit? Injuries are relatively common in everything. <laughs> People love to be like, oh, don't do CrossFit, you'll get injured. Let me remind you guys of something. I mean, I'm on a soapbox, Candace. <laughs>
2: That's okay. Let me remind you of something.
0: First of all, CrossFit as a competition is not CrossFit as a training methodology. Mm. Someone go that wants to play football, you ain't going to the NFL. Mm hmm. It's the same thing. You can play football and play it safe. You can play football and play touch. You can play flag. You don't have to go full contact. Mm-hmm. CrossFit's the same. A CrossFit Games athlete, someone training, someone who chooses to train and make it much more than a hobby or much more than a, a way to stay healthy and be have be functionally fit your whole life, that is different. But even if you're just doing it to be healthy, you're moving your body through space
2: mm-hmm.
0: at, at intensity. You are doing activities that, even when you're young, you can, people roll their ankle cro- w- uh, walking across the street. Mm-hmm. You know, um, a friend of mine tore his ACL playing basketball, like a pickup game <laughs> of basketball. <laughs> Another friend of mine tore his ACL playing racquetball. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it just happens. It's, if you're doing something active, If you are pushing your body to its limit to get stronger, Mm -hmm. to have adaptation, to be fitter, you are going to be at risk of minor injuries. So it's not a matter of like, don't do something because you're scared of getting injured. Mm -hmm. If you go into it with the mindset of what am I going to do when something happens? How can I pay more attention to my body? Literally, you are in control of what you are doing. Mm -hmm be aware of how things feel, be aware of your own body and how you're moving it, care about technique, care about those things, and you will be Mm -hmm. injured far less often. Too many people want to blame it on uh, on the gym or the training, Mm -hmm. but in reality, no one can make you do something, Mm -hmm. only you can. And that's what's beautiful about CrossFit is it is infinitely scalable, and my intensity, intensity is relative, right? Like we mm-hmm. might, me and you might do a workout. The rate, or like my 100% would probably look quite a bit different than your 100%. Right. Or like maybe um, uh, it may look very similar. It's going to feel the exact same, mm. but it may take me, I may get a little bit further than right. you. It may take. It will take longer for me to reach a point of serious fatigue than it may take you. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that you know it's that you're doing it wrong. It just means that I've just been able to compound my fitness, and I'm 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 just getting fitter. I'm more you know more experienced. It's all it is. Right. But both of us have to still be aware of our body. Yeah. It sounds very personal. It's like,
1: very personal. You know, and that's what everybody who I've seen go into CrossFit it seems like it's all about you against you, you know, and
0: not... 100%, and it's it's very personal, but it's also, because CrossFit is a sport, I will say, you know, it's amazing because it's so relatable. It is something that regardless of your age, uh, how advanced you are, um, whether you're doing it for fun or you're doing it for competition it is a platform where everyone can understand and relate to anyone who mm-hmm. has done it. Like, And that is what I think keeps everyone so tight-knit and makes it such an amazing community. When you've put yourself through a workout, yes, I know it's a workout, <laughs> but when you've put yourself through a workout and you've reached a point where you are like, it's hard to breathe or you're suffering and you know whatever that feels like, the hurt, mm-hmm. um, it makes you you like you care. It's almost like you care for people. You care for the other people yeah. so much more because you've been there. It's like a family kind it, of. It really family. is. You know, and I think it's really important for people to realize. It's different. Mm-hmm. CrossFit as a sport is different than CrossFit as a training methodology. Mm. If it wasn't, then my mom, you know, at 59 years old, wouldn't be doing it every day <laughs> at 5 a.m. Right. CrossFit for her helped her find a brain tumor that she had. Mm. My mom had had to have brain surgery, Mm. you know, and for her, it was every time she really uh, exerted herself, she was getting these gnarly headache and and like going numb. And, um, she ended up getting a CT scan and they had to go in and cut a giant benign tumor out. And I'm not saying like do CrossFit because it's (laughs) going to find find if you have cancer, but, but I mean, like, it's just, it's for everyone. And I think you, if you take control of yourself and take control of What you're doing and stop blaming other people, Mm -hmm. you can slow down. Yeah. You know, if it feels uncomfortable, you don't have to do it. Yeah. So, and and talk to your coach. Like, if something's like kind of weird, like, "Eh, can you, I don't know. And they'll be like, oh, let me watch you. And with that said, too, like, not all coaches are, they're not equal. (laughs) So, test out gyms, test out coaches, find a place where you fit. And if you're like, you know, I just don't really like CrossFit, but I like to train really hard, awesome. Yeah. It's just fitness, it's just health.
1: Yeah, and I really wanna talk about like moving forward from just CrossFit and kind of becoming an entrepreneur as mm-hmm. well. Um, so right when we get back, right after this break. <laughs> The right hire can make a huge impact on your business. That's why it's so important to find the right person. But where do you find that person? You could try posting the job on job boards, but can you really be sure the right person sees your job? Instead, find the person who will help you grow your business with LinkedIn. As the world's largest professional network, people go to LinkedIn every day to grow professionally and discover job opportunities. I know I do. And 70 percent of the u.s workforce is already there linkedin jobs matches people to your role based on more of who they really are their skills their interests and even how open they are to new opportunities this way your job gets seen by more of the right people Most LinkedIn members haven't recently visited the top job boards, but 9 out of 10 members are open to new opportunities, so you can only reach them on LinkedIn. That's why a new hire is made every 10 seconds using LinkedIn. And businesses rate LinkedIn 40% higher than job boards at delivering quality candidates. Hurry to linkedin.com/persister and get $50 off your first job post. That's linkedin.com/persister to get $50 off your job post. linkedin.com/persister. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome back to Persister. I have my special guest, Brooke Ince, here. And I want to get a little more into transitioning from just CrossFit and kind of opening up into the entrepreneurial world, you know, especially with Incewear, now your podcast. And I feel like, you know, how
0: do you juggle everything? <laughs> oh, man. I'm I'm learning as I go. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say, you know, like CrossFit is like a huge Fitness and health is a huge part of my life, and CrossFit is definitely a big piece of that. Um, But I've always kind of had the mindset of a couple things since I was very young. I want to do it all. Mm. You know, Mm -hmm. I grew up in musical theater, and, like, big thing for us was being a triple threat. Mm -hmm. That's kind of how I think of myself now is, um, you know, if you're a triple threat, you're a singer, you're a dancer, you're an actor, doing all these things. And it takes a lot of work, Mm -hmm. but it takes a special kind of person. You know, not everyone's cut out for it in that world, and not everyone's cut out for this in this world. Not everyone's cut out to, you know, be, host a podcast. And, <laughs> um, yeah, I uh, I do a little at my, at a time. I slowly, you know, I don't grow before I'm ready to. I don't add things on before it really feels like it needs to be done. Mm-hmm. And then when I, you know, I'm, I take chances, um, even when they feel a little bit uncomfortable. For instance, you know, when... I left my um, clothing and shoe sponsor. It wasn't to start a clothing brand. Mm-hmm. We just had some uh, differences. Differences that, to me, I felt like if I would have stayed, I was. It was kind of like I was being. Like my potential was being capped. Mm-hmm. You know, and I was willing to sacrifice pay and sacrifice. You know, a lot of things and support. Just so I'd have the opportunity to do something else if something came up. Like mm-hmm. something that um, would would give me the future that I wanted. Because every, every decision that I made, whether it was, um, you know, especially with, we'll just say this. If a sponsor wanted to work with me, I did not care what they could give me right up front. I wanted to know what they saw from me five, ten years down the road. Mm. Because... I can work a full-time job. I can work a part-time job. And when you're when you're a CrossFit athlete or an athlete in general, you kind of get to a point where you end up not working. You end up training full-time. And then sponsors come on because they kind of help support you. Mm-hmm. And you work for them. A sponsorship is a job. Right. All exactly. you athletes out there, they're like, what? It is a job. Mm-hmm. So when you're going to sign on for a company, be willing to like, hopefully make it be something you really believe in and you love them. One, you'll do a better job because it will be genuine. Mm -hmm. And two, it won't feel like work because you'll just be you'll be supporting something that you love. Um, But I always wanted to know what can you give me or how can you help me for the future? Because I'm always thinking about the bigger career that I want, Mm -hmm. you know, the legacy. And how can I make this last way longer than me as an athlete? And how can I make the brand or the, the message last beyond me? hmm. You know, and um, things just naturally happened. Uh, the opportunity to do apparel kind of fell into my lap and I was really nervous because like I always saw myself wanting to do apparel. Mm-hmm. And I thought I would do it with my old uh, old sponsor, but I kind of thought, you know, I'll be around it. And then I kind of will get an idea of how to do it because mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know how to do it. Exactly. You know, and this this opportunity fell in my lap and I'm kind of learning as I go. And just making sure I stay true to you know my brand, my message and, and wanting to help people. And I think that has really driven me and always the right direction, and especially into the direction of people that also want what I want mm-hmm. and they want it to work just as much or as, or even more than I do. And I've found that with all the new acta- all the new businesses I'm doing or things I'm juggling, mm-hmm. it could look like I'm doing it on my own. But I have teams of people. So, you know, that helps with the juggling. It doesn't feel so much like juggling all the time. Um, When you have people who you can rely on, Mm -hmm. and even then it's kind of scary, you know, when you're like, you go, you know, Jesus take the wheel. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes, and you're like, I hope that it works. (laughs) And there's definitely times when it doesn't. But those, uh, um, like, growing pains Mm -hmm. uh, are necessary, and then, you know, will only make you better or make the business better or smart, you know, smarter and then for me more valuable to people when uh, I'm talking about things, you know, mm-hmm. I can I can I've experienced things and now you can learn from me, you know.
1: Yeah, and um my dad, <laughs> my so my both my parents are very like business oriented, very independent people. My mom is very, you know, um strong and entrepreneurial Same. and my dad he's like now Candace sometimes boys will find it intimidating and turned (laughs) off that you're like so good at what you do and so have you ever experienced that where you're almost kind of intimidating not only to you know other guys but
0: even Mm -hmm. like your husband (laughs) and I think that I think that the uh there's definitely been moments where maybe my husband has thought you know I don't. If he's ever felt like he was maybe jealous of like what I was doing versus Mm -hmm. what he was doing, it was very never clear. (laughs) Um, But what I do know is like for him, he loves it.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Like he loves to watch me be successful. Mm -hmm. He loves it, you know. But there have been a couple times where I think he's maybe felt a little bit um, uh, insecure, and I think that would it would mostly come from maybe. It can be a lot of things, you know, like how things are going for work for him. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like sometimes everyone you, you'll go, you know, work will be good or relationships or business or whatever. Friendships kind of go, you know, sometimes they'll be a little rocky and then they'll get really good. Mm-hmm. Um, so that will happen in business too, for me, for him. So that really could have been a time where it was kind of rocky for him at work, and if mine was, you know, really good, it's it's like you want you want it too, right? Exactly. You know, but I definitely don't think that I'm intimidating, I have been told that I am intimidating. It is not, I mean, one, I don't think it's a bad thing. Yeah. I like carrying my, my mom is a, she's a, she's a boss, okay? And she runs the house, but so does my dad. I mean, my parents still say they created monsters with their kids, but... I like to take care of people. Uh, I, when I care about something, I'm very passionate, and but I also I, I love hard too. So I can imagine that someone who looks like me,
2: mm-hmm.
0: who might be in a position of power or like <laughs> making power moves, um, could definitely come across as intimidating. I already kind of have like a you know a powerful presence, which I I want, and I'm not going to soften it for anybody. Yeah but i would hope that some people that if they really want to to know me will just say, you know just talk to me because as soon as i talk to you you'll know that i'm not i'm not like some mean <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> some horrible girl, monster yeah.
1: No but i mean there's something so great about being able to look back and be like i did this all on my own like i made this it's mine and there are a lot of situations that you know especially women go through where they're they're scared to kind of break away from what is their kind of partnership or and take that extra step to just be like, I can be a boss too, you mm-hmm. know? But I think there is something so rewarding about kind of being intimidating and being strong and being like, you know, you can be scared of me if you want, but yeah. <laughs> this is, you know, who I am. And um, looking, you know, you always say you're kind of looking towards the future and one step of he- ahead of everything. So what's kind of the next thing that you want to conquer i guess
0: well i do have uh, quite a few things going on in (laughs) fact like me and gina were talking about some of the stuff like businesses i have going on and in the moment of it i even reminded myself of things that i was like oh my god i forgot about this business i (laughs) I, you know helped launch too so at the time being i'm really trying to like focus on the the handful of things that are they're in like a a very important stage of growth Mm -hmm. and um when that works, when it's we get like through that, mm-hmm. those are my those are my future, mm-hmm. you know. So like a couple of things, um, apparel for sure. Uh, you start an apparel company and you don't have a lot of money, you know. So right. you you stay within reason. And custom stuff takes time. So now at this point, we've got a lot of great custom stuff. We've I've got I just we, me and Gina went to Vegas. I was there for uh, the magic show and Mm. we have tons we met tons of new manufacturers and found uh, fabric and i will not make or sell something that i do not love right so things take time (laughs) but within that i have um we will be in a storefront hopefully in a pop-up shop early next year Mm -hmm. in the uk but uh, (laughs) (laughs) that's (laughs) a big goal for me is to get into a storefront Mm -hmm. and that would be amazing and that's a plan. And right. when I usually put my mind to something, I will I will make it happen. Um, other stuff I have going on is I launched a programming company. It's called the Naked Program. Um, we have the app, the Naked Training app. Mm-hmm. And I kind of want to try that for the 30 yeah. days and see what would happen. We <laughs> have a couple different programs available. We have the Naked Program, which is, it's serious, man. Yeah, like would I die? No. Okay, again, <laughs> it's all within, you know, you control you. And it's all, everything is really based off of like, your, because okay, we lift, okay? So it's mm. based off of where you're at. Everything is based off of your percentage. Mm. It's, it's, we do a lot of percentage work to keep things, you know, so you're not like guessing mm-hmm. or like doing too much weight. um We also launched the Peaches program, which I had been planning and thinking about for a couple of years, <laughs> which is, you know, if you can, you're on the same page as me, mm-hmm. it's all about that booty. Mm-hmm. So it's very focused on the lower body, but there is, we do upper body too and core and, um, we are now planning, we have, we're in a transitional phase because this, okay, here you go. This is the answer to your question. The program is amazing. Mm-hmm. It's, it's amazing. I have a phenomenal team. Um, and we have a lot of athletes. I don't, there's a lot of programs out there, especially in my, in my world yeah. in CrossFit. Or there are a lot of people writing programs. I could keep doing this. And, you know, have a, a good handful of athletes where there's, a, you know, decent money coming in. But for sure to make things better mm-hmm. and have like it be smoother and have the app be smoother. There's a lot of moving parts, a lot of people that got to work. There's a lot of people to pay, you know, and you can we can make it work. But I just don't. I think that um, I'm more interested in how can I make it more accessible to more people. Ugh. to a broader audience and how can we make it bigger and last longer you know and we've got some ideas that are pretty awesome mm-hmm. and right now we got the you know got people working <laughs> and the plan is to be able to relaunch it in in like january february and it's gonna be a chance this is like a, <laughs> it's like one of those moments where it's like you take a chance yeah it could be awesome And it could be over. Mm -hmm. But that's what you got to do. That's kind of how I approach a lot of things is I'm going to take a chance on this and it may not work. Right. But at least I tried. Yeah. And everything I've ever heard about entrepreneurs or people that are very successful they fail all the time but they win a lot too Mm -hmm. you know and I usually just call my mom and I'm like hey mom you know I'm like really stressed out (laughs) I was recently home and I was like I had a full-on I was my stress was so high Mm. because I was out of town and out of reach for a week and I came home to just business yeah stuff I gotta do if I want to be successful and I want to hustle but it was a lot Mm -hmm. and mom looked at me and she goes you have a lot on your plate I'm like I know mom and she's like I I have a really hard time seeing you like this. Is there anything I can do to help you? And I said, Mom, just tell me that if it all falls apart, I can move home. (laughs) And she goes, yes. And I was like, cool, I'm good. (laughs) I'm good to go. (laughs) I got a a plan
1: (laughs) to fall back on. (laughs) Moving home. But, uh, you know, there's something you said about kind of making things accessible to people. And um, every episode I kind of ask people to send in questions about what what they have for each guest and one of the common questions was you know how does someone like an everyday person get into you know making that first step of starting a fitness
0: journey like a fitness journey yeah well one it has to really be something that you genuinely want mm-hmm. you know it's kind of like as a coach um I can't make you do something, right? I can try, and you might have people that's like, if I, if you, if you called me every day and you lived with me, and it's like, well, now you're asking your coach to completely change their life to try and make to force you to make a change in yours, and you're ruining mine along the way. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that when people really decide that they want to have this fitness journey, whether it's like just for fun or a hobby, or they genuinely have like a health. It's like a health reason, you know, they, they need to change. Um, when it's a big enough reason, when you care enough, at a, care about it enough, you just have to, you just got to jump in. Mm-hmm. You know, people with like, let's say CrossFit, um, I've heard a million times like, I need to get in shape before I try CrossFit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like people feel that way. You know, it's like, well, uh, <laughs> you're never going to be ready for it if you don't just try it. Yeah. And (laughs) it's like, I want to run, but I feel like like I I want to run a mile, but I need to get in shape first. Well, how are you going to, how are you going to get better at running if you don't just go running and start? You just got to start. And even Mm -hmm. then it's like, okay, I want to, I want to run a 5k or maybe it's like literally I want to run for five minutes. Like (laughs) I'm so out of shape. I can't run for five minutes. Then what I would tell you is, okay, go out and interval it, right? Run for, run for 20 seconds and then walk and run for 20 seconds and walk and then as you get better increase that time increase the amount of time under tension mhm that's I mean, that's what you do i mean that's how it is for crossfit that's how it is i think in any sort of training program you're not you can't expect yourself to jump in and just like be fit be good you know <laughs> yeah. it is a process it is a prog- a process and and within that be you should be happy it should it should excite you to know that one you're not alone mhm And even people that have been doing their fitness, like whatever it is, for a really long time, if they're still doing it because, you know, they love it and that sort of thing, we're always getting better. No Mm -hmm. one has made it. Mm -hmm. It may look different. What they look like doing their 100% may look different than what it looks like, you know, when you're doing your 100%. But it's equally as hard. It's equally as fatiguing. And every day, Every day you don't just do it; you're just losing time, and that mm-hmm. is something you will never get back. Right. You know it's I mean? almost and like that's, you got to take that push, that yes. first push. And every day, you every day you you say next time. Every day you say tomorrow. Every day you uh, you know you hesitate. You're just losing time, mm-hmm. and we all are always surprised by how fast a year goes by, or how fast a month goes by, or whatever. We're always like, "Holy cow, it's Christmas!" Yeah. Right. You're like. <laughs> And it's like, I think about, yeah, think about if just every day you just made a decision to be a little more active or every day you made a decision to change your, your nutrition a little bit. Mm -hmm. Before you know it, you're going to, you're going to be a savage. You're (laughs) going to be crushing it in the gym. Okay. Yeah. And that's why for me, I work that way. I work one day at a time. Mm -hmm. I get overwhelmed super easy. I'm the kid in school and college it's like they hand you the syllabus and I'm like <sighs> yeah, <me too. laughs> there's a there's a there's a 30 page paper due at the end of the year and I'm already sweating I'm stressed out and it's like it's the end of the year bro it's first day of school right but I will I will stress over that like I'm already worried that I'm going to fail mm. and that for sure is what people probably think about within you know health and fitness and big like weight loss journeys or mm-hmm. you know trying to do a marathon for the first time Right. If you just know what the building blocks are, you just know what the tools are. You focus on those. You go one day at a time, and also like, be nice to yourself and, and forgive yourself for if you you know have little mess ups here and there. Be ha- be happy. You'll enjoy it. It's really cool to see your body change, and it's really cool that you your body can change. Yeah, like that's amazing. It's amazing that it's adaptable and it changes. So yeah,
1: and I feel like. That just in and of itself is very important that people need to know. But every, okay, so at the end of every interview I ask the same three questions. And the first question is, what is the one thing that you wear where you're walking into a business meeting or into a sponsorship meeting and you just feel like boss? (laughs) You know, like what do you wear that makes you feel your best and most confident?
0: Hmm. I mean, I am definitely in like fitness attire. Right. Um, I'm probably in it like a really good pair of I yoga pants. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I like tennis shoes. And I like I like uh, I like crop tops. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, nothing like too revealing, but just a little <laughs> bit. And, and I show my arms. You yeah. Know? Um, if I were going into a meeting that was not to do with fitness. um, I don't know for me. Clothes are kind of tough to find. <laughs> so, like, maybe my favorite pair of jeans, usually a black pair of jeans or, like, mm-hmm. a dark denim. I don't like to wear light denim that much. Mm-hmm. Um, And a nice black top. Yeah. Yeah. I care. I, I love more. As long as I'm – I like to be basic, clean. You know, I don't need – I don't like a lot of stuff on my clothes. And mm-hmm. I like to uh, – yeah, the basics mm-hmm. with nice hair, <laughs> make sure my, my face looks nice. Yeah. And – um. Confidence. smell good and confidence. <laughs> I wear confidence, Candace. <laughs> that's what I wear. Um,
1: leading into that, what would you say are the three most important qualities
0: for success? I think that you have to be very daring um, to break the mold. Mm-hmm. And you need to be you need to be able to look at what you have, the things around you, And have that, like, and realize how amazing it is, Mm -hmm. but that it's also, it's okay to want more. Mm -hmm. You know, some people might look look at certain things, like if you want to get a raise or you want to be promoted, you know, some people could look at you and be like, oh, what, is what you have not enough? Mm -hmm. You know, oh, you need more? Oh, you want to, it's like, it's okay to want to be successful. It's okay to want a better house. It's totally okay to want a nicer car. As long as you focus on being a good person and people and like you're, you care about other people, I mean, run, go for whatever you want. Mm -hmm. I think it's important to be driven. Look at me, I'm like writing you a a paragraph. Did you say three things or a paragraph? (laughs) Yeah, three things, but I'm listening. I know. (laughs) I'm on a soapbox here. (laughs) Thank you for having me. Okay, three things. So you got driven? You got to be driven. Um be willing mm-hmm. to be willing to accept when you're wrong mm. so you can learn and grow. Mm-hmm. You can't always think that you're right all the time. How are you right? If you're learning something new or you're doing something you've never done, how do you know what the right thing is? Right. So obviously stick to your gut. You know, stick for up stick up for what you believe, but be willing to learn. Mm-hmm. And You got to enjoy it because if you don't enjoy it and you're not happy to be, you're not fun to be around, you will, it doesn't matter how, whatever it is you're going after, how successful you are, it will never be enough, you know, and the things that you have should be enough, Mm -hmm. but it's okay to want more, Mm -hmm. you know, but there's a difference between someone who nothing's ever enough, you know, versus someone who just keeps being successful right? and keeps doing things and enjoys starting businesses, enjoys doing this, but they also look around them and it's like, this is awesome, <laughs> you know? Right. And
1: finally, leading me into this, what is the one moment where you kind of look back and you're really proud of what you've done? Just one. I know. <laughs> I feel
0: like you have so many. <laughs> Um, I guess a moment where I could say that I'm like, was really proud of, you know, what I had done is it could just be that moment where I, where I chose to let go of something that was safe mm-hmm. and was guaranteed for the opportunity to possibly have something bigger, mm-hmm. you know, because it wasn't, I wasn't guaranteed and I had nothing lined up. I didn't leave something for something else. I left something for nothing. Right. But, you know, I... And prior to that there's many accomplishments I have that you would think would be the moment but I had not yet changed inside or become a more confident vulnerable woman so in those moments I didn't notice them as being amazing it was just my everyday Mm -hmm. you know and I think that I also was so scared of making anyone around me feel like they were less than me right so i was never really good at accepting compliments or like being proud of my success Mm -hmm. so i'm getting better at being able to like look at what i'm doing and say i'm a boss bitch
1: (laughs) (laughs) well i think that's the perfect note to end (laughs) on honestly that's what this podcast is all about is just showing that you can be a boss ass bitch and you know, be confident, be successful, and um, I just want to thank you so much for making time to come on here. And I'm so excited to see where everything goes for you. But I also think I want to get into that
0: program. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, But yeah, and then you know, we where can we find you? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram, uh, Brooke Ends, YouTube, Brooke Ents. <laughs> Uh You can pretty much search my hashtag It Makes Ends and find all of my platforms. Also. I think we did talk about it. I did just start a podcast mm-hmm. with my best friend, Gina Marie Chancharulo, and it's called Between the Reps. And that's because there is so much in life that happens between the reps that I'm putting in and she's putting in at the gym,
2: mm-hmm. right?
0: That's that's important to us and health and fit- fitness is important, but not only as a human, but we're talking a lot about things that really apply to women because yeah. obviously we're women and I don't <laughs> know much about what happens between the reps for men. So. <laughs>
1: Well, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. And thank you, everybody, for listening to Persister. And please um, review, rate, and subscribe. And I will see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. (laughs)